Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor with Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Justin Thomas, sports editor for our Denton County Papers, as well as Brian Murphy, sports editor for Frisco, Little Elm, and Salina. And gentlemen, for the last time this month, let's talk some year in review. We're um, finally through the, uh, the, final, the final chapter of our ongoing year in review series. For the past three weeks, we've been going back and recapping the, uh, the 2017-18 Athletics Year for all of our markets. We are down to the final four, and today we've got Flower Mound, Louisville, Capel, and Salina. So I'm yeah, almost to the, uh, to the end of the road. If you haven't had a chance to check out the other uh, Here in Review podcasts, make sure you give those a listen. So as we look at these final four, um, Justin, obviously quite a bit uh, quite a bit still remaining in your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. A pretty, uh, I mean, just pound for pound, these uh, between these four markets, some pretty heavyweight programs as far as just the overall totality of their, of their athletics years. You know, the UIL Lone Star Cup standing just recently went final, mm-hmm. and I think um, at least within this uh, this podcast alone, we have uh, you know you had Prosper, which had the uh, you know finished number one over in five A, and then you had Capel finishing seventh and six A, Marcus nineteenth and six A, and Flower Mountain twenty second. First off, what a year for five six A! And if you want to throw Hebron, which has some Louisville yeah. representation in there, they're also in the top twenty five too. So four teams from the uh, district six six A next year. How we're in the uh, top 25 of the 6A standings. That's insane. Like, how many school districts can claim three of the top 25 right. <laughs> athletics programs in a single uh, classification? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's pretty wild. Let's, so let's see. Yeah, let's kind of transition there with um, with Flower Mount and Louisville. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to lump them all together, go one after the yeah. other. Just when you look back at, uh, I guess, the uh, you know the essence of your Denton County mm-hmm. coverage, that area. Just yeah, we can kind of lump, lump them all together, especially since they're all in the same school district mm-hmm. and competing in the same district. Um, so you have Flower Mound, you have Flower Mound and Marcus, and then Louisville, you have the Farmers. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about Hebron, because they do have some Louisville representation there, mm-hmm. even though we already touched on them, on them in an earlier podcast. But um, I guess starting with Louisville, you know, they had they were a kind of a program that had a pretty good year for their standards last year mm-hmm. in terms of making uh, sport playoffs in different sports. But uh, not so much this year. They only made it in girls basketball. They didn't have any district championships. They actually didn't win a playoff game because their girls basketball team lost that uh, tough game to Allen in the yeah. first round. So uh, not the brightest year for the Farmers, but uh, they were competitive in a lot of the sports. They just kind of couldn't get out on top. Like I said, last year they were a little better. This year they kind of took a little step back. That is a tough district, though. And yeah, absolutely. So, um, and then, but Hebron kind of picked up the slack there with their uh, finishing 22nd in the Lone Star, winning the, the district title and, uh, or the state title in volleyball, mm-hmm. getting second in state cross country, and, you know, having some good individual athletes winning some district titles and so stuff like that. They determine that based off of state titles and district titles and... Playoff wins, district titles, state titles. I think you get points just for making the playoffs, I believe. I believe so, yeah. yeah. And then it's just kind of a point system. And it's not just sports, like... The UIL one act play is included. I believe the yeah. might be included. Maybe. Everything that's yeah. under the UIL umbrella, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but then when you look at a Flower Mound, you know, a bit more yeah. expansive from an accolade standpoint, just what's stuck yeah, out about Flower Mound. Looking at Flower Mound, you know, they had, uh, I guess the thing that 
no state championships there, but between Flowermount and Marcus, they piled up some MVP awards mm -hmm. in five six. Pretty surprising fact, Carroll. You think how good Carroll was mm -hmm. in five six a these this past year and how well they did. They actually did not have one uh, MVP in the all district list. So that's kind of wow. Cool. Yeah. So um, that just speaks to the depth of that district. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's so wild. Because wow. Flowermount had MVPs in both the basketball. They had Anna Jackson in the girls and Caleb Loner in boys, and then they had. Uh, Two teammates, Megan Lesko and Kendall Jennings, yeah. shared the softball honors, and Marcus swept the, so the soccer honors. Taylor Moon got the girls MVP, and, and Chase Drackett got the boys MVP. And then Blake Mayfield was your MVP on the baseball diamond for mm -hmm. Marcus. And then in the fall, Clayton Toon was the football MVP, and Adonna Rollins was the volleyball MVP. So actually, Carroll did not. How many well. How many district titles did Carroll have off off Let's the see. top? Football, baseball, baseball, yeah. girls soccer. I believe they, I believe they tied Hebron for the volleyball championship. Actually, did they? Did, they split, they, the, did yeah. they split the series? I can't remember if I'm hmm. thinking of last year or this year. So at least, at least four. That's pretty wild because yeah, you yeah. just think the district MVP and district champion yeah, kind of correlate for a lot of yeah. for a lot of sports. But I guess yeah, if you have a really deep district though, then but yeah. So um, but yeah, so good good year for the Flower Mountain teams. You know, the Jaguars made the playoffs in volleyball, girls basketball, boys basketball, boys soccer, and softball. Uh, over at Marcus, they made it in both soccers, baseball, and softball. Mm -hmm. So definitely at Flower Mountain, the spring sports, they really excelled in. They didn't do quite as well in the fall sports, mm -hmm. especially in football, but the whole LISD missing out on the playoffs there outside of Hebron. So. But yeah, like you said, good all-around athletic years, showing up in the Lone Star standings as they typically do. So. And then um, I guess I got also mentioned the cross country with Kirk Jarrett winning state there, or That's Jarrett right. Kirk winning state there for Flower Mountain. Mm -hmm. You know they have Alex Meyer got all the headlines. He gets sick prior to the state cross country meet, or actually right in it, and sophomore comes out and wins it all. So that's pretty pretty good season there for him <laughs> as a sophomore. So. Was that a surprise at the time, I you mean, recall? He had, he had been running well, and it was a, I think it was a surprise when you just see his name at the top mm -hmm. of the standings, but when you find out that Alex Meyer didn't run, it kind of makes a little more sense. Not taking any way, yeah. away from him, but definitely going into the meet, you would have thought Alex Meyer would have had it, but if he's sick and not at 100%, then that's, that's what happened, mm -hmm. and he took advantage. So congrats to him there, and then for Marcus, of course, Mackenzie Hayward and Quinn Owen both won medals at the yes. state meet, and the Lady Marauders finished second overall. They had four athletes or relay teams go there, and they all came back with gold or silver, so that was pretty impressive for them. That's got to be up there with just the most consistently strong athletics programs yeah. in in mm -hmm. Louisville ISD period yeah. is the job that Coach Telenius has done with, yeah, uh, with that track and field program. Yeah, real surprising to see Marcus not make the state meet in cross country mm -hmm. and girls, especially girls. But I get, like you said, that's just how good that district mm -hmm. is. So. Brian, it's the you know Solana Prosper, wherever you want to go with this. I mean, Prosper, what a I mean, if you're going to exit Class Five A, what a high note to do so on by winning the uh, the Lone Star Cup, essentially. And I believe if I'm looking over the standings, it I mean they they won that thing by a pretty hefty margin. They had 102 points. Highland Park was second with 83. Wow. And yeah, I'm looking at this. It's a state and area marching band, uh, swimming and diving, wrestling. It's everything uh, under the UIL umbrella. One act play. Yeah, the one act play. Yeah, that's the team th tennis, th cross country, th everything. It's a swing right there. <laughs> it's a swing the power of the thing. <laughs> that's what those 19 points came between them and Highland Park. <laughs> well, it also helps when they're basically a 6A school yeah. and 5A too. 
and prosper. But yeah, they man, they had a year in football. They mm-hmm. made it three rounds deep into the playoffs. You know, volleyball, they won the state title. Boys basketball shared the district crown with Little Elm. Girls basketball, fourteen and zero undefeated. If it wasn't for uh, Lone Star girls basketball, they could have made a, a much deeper run there. Uh, softball, they won their first district title uh, since joining Class Five A. They go fourteen and zero. Baseball, they were one game away, literally, from going to the state tournament uh, before losing to Forney, who's mm-hmm. got two of the top players in probably the country. One just got drafted by the Rangers. But, yeah, you look there, I mean, who am I missing? Prosper, girls soccer made a deep playoff run. Yeah. They lost a defending state champ or the state champion, Wakeland. So if it wasn't for Wakeland being in their same region, they could have made a deep run again. Uh, Prosper boys soccer, they won the district title. I mean, they lost to Wakeland in the first round, but, you know, they dominated uh, en route to a district title. All eight of the team sports in Prosper. Was that the only sport that they went one and done in was boys soccer? Off the top of my head, yes. Yeah, it was, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they were a district champion. So, And then the only one that they shared a district title with was with Little Elm in boys basketball. So quite the year. That's for Prosper. That's how you go out on a, That's going out with yeah. a bang right there. How about Salina? When you look back at the uh, the athletics year for Salina, what jumps out at you? You know what? It's easy to talk about football. You know, Salina is football is king in Salina, but the boys basketball team first district title in ah mm. uh, man since the eighties, I think. Uh, they wow. won ten games uh, behind Carson Stastny, head coach. The head coach's son. He was the uh, MVP for the district mm. as only a sophomore. He's fun to watch. It's like a six five, uh, you know. Forward. He's got a, like a more fundamental game, you know. They before I saw him play, the coaches were like, "Man, you got to see this kid. He's not like this flashy guy, you know. Like you see all of the kids dunking. That's all they care about. <laughs> this kid is like so. He technical. makes some sweet layups, though. You should see. He's got like a post game, mid range game. I don't know. He he made that that Salina basketball yeah. team run. So usually when you think of Salina sports, you're not like, man. Basketball, you know, but they mm-hmm. they they're they're on the map now. Salina mm-hmm. boys basketball, and their best player uh, is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Salina softball, they had a good uh, good little playoff run as well. Um, they graduate Randy Dobbins, their top pitcher, um, probably their top player overall. But they have a good core coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and football, they went eight and three. You know, they let's see here, look back at their schedule. They uh, after losing to Princeton two years ago in the opening game. To start the year, they get revenge. They beat Princeton, who's now 5A. Mm. And then they go through the district schedule. Uh, they lose a tough one uh, to Melissa in the middle of the year. I was at that game, 35-14. Melissa's going to be a tough team to watch out for next year. And then they had a nice little playoff run, as Salina football usually always does, uh, before they ran into uh, potential uh, eventual state champion in Pleasant Grove mm-hmm. uh, late in the in the postseason third round. So, I mean, in Salina football, they'll be back once again for another big year. So. Big year for Salina Sports as well. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's a look at, uh, I guess, three of the uh, markets that we still have, uh, have left. I'm sorry. We have uh, one more on the docket, and we will pick that up. We will talk some Capel after a word from the sponsor. Today's Student Athlete Spotlight is brought to you by Bavarian Grill, authentic Bavarian food and beer garden. Listed by the Zagat Survey as the highest rated German restaurant in Texas for 12 years in a row. 12 years! That's three presidential terms. Uh, you can enjoy traditional and authentic spring favorites now. Everything from appetizers like slow roasted ham hock and potato pancakes to entrees like bratwurst or breaded schnitzel. Uh, bring your whole family for lunch and dinner. They are open Tuesday through Saturday located off Parker and Highway 75 in Plano, Bavarian Grill. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And we are here to round out our year in review discussion with a look at good old Capel, which had a, uh, I mean, it, it, I know we've talked about Capel in different kind of iterations in the past, and while it sounds like, you know, you know, on the one hand, 
you know, Region 2 was, you know, made things a little bit trickier on them than you otherwise would have expected. But then when you look at the the totality of what they were able to do to still finish, you know, top seven mm-hmm. <laughs> overall in the uh, the Lone Star Cup standings, that's yeah. that still hints that uh, Capel has still had a uh, just pound for pound all around a pretty yeah. strong athletics year. Just Absolutely. talk a bit about what the Cowboys were able to accomplish in 17-18. Well, if you want to get into that top ten of the Lone Star Cup standings, a good mm-hmm. way to start is to make the playoffs in every sport, and Capel did that, and then factor in district championships in football, volleyball, girls soccer, softball, and baseball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, winning five of the eight district titles, they were right there in uh, boys soccer as well. So that, I mean, I think a, maybe a draw away from getting the co-champion there. So almost six district titles, but settling for five, made state in cross country and the girls also. And mm-hmm. I believe the boys won the district. They didn't make it out of the state, but I did. They did win the district. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know Coppell's going to have good tennis and golf teams as well. So yeah. they were kind of in the mix in everything there. No no state titles. You know, they won it in girls' soccer and boys' soccer and volleyball in the past. But uh, weren't able to pull any state championships back to Coppell this year. But still a really good all-around mm-hmm. year for them. Would you say that's your most dominant uh, school you cover? Uh, I guess it kind of depends on the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hebron... Hebron's pretty good. The colony's pretty sound all around, but I would say probably Coppell. Yeah, maybe the most cons- maybe the most consistent all around mm-hmm. athletic program of the the markets that I cover. Yeah, Cause I just feel like they have kind of said made the playoffs in every sport, yeah. which I know that certainly yeah. hasn't been the case in the uh, past. They made it in every sport, I believe, outside of girls basketball. I think they won a, at least one playoff game in every sport as well. Too. Yeah, so they didn't just make it; they got past the first round. Because that's where, like, when you talk about like the difficulties of Region Two, that's stuff that usually wouldn't come into play until you were like three right. or four yeah. rounds deep into. Playoffs. So right. by then you've already. I mean, if you have nothing but you know two and three round playoff runs on right. your resume, then yeah. you know for something like the Lone Star Cup, that stuff just adds up. Yeah, definitely. So um, good individual seasons for Coppell too. Mm-hmm. You know, Brady McBride picks up the MVP in football. Uh, Bree Chasse gets it in uh, volleyball, and then Hudson Polk pulled it down in baseball this year too. So surprisingly, Michaela Weathers and Wyatt Priest didn't get MVPs in on the soccer field for Coppell. Both had awesome seasons, too. So They at least get superlatives in some other form. I think they were both the offensive players of the year, but I mm-hmm. think both coaches, uh, Balcom for the boys and Dunleavy for the girls, were both a little perplexed at their players. <laughs> like the, uh, I mean, you have a guy like Wyatt Priest. He's like a candidate for the Gatorade Player of the Year and an All-State player, and he's not even... MVP of the district. It's kind of fishy, but... Dude, hey, Plano Senior Girls Basketball won state in Class 6A and didn't have yeah. a single player named an all-district superlative. Yeah, wow. crazy. <laughs> I'd always love to be a fly on the wall for some of those all-district uh, meetings yeah. just to see what kind of discussion goes down just to get the, the final product there. It does sound very fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so, like Sam, is there anything else for Capel you wanted to add? Or no, pretty just, good. just pretty good all-around year, obviously, seventh in the Lone Star Cup standings, and the thing about Capel is a lot of these teams were still very, they did very well, but they're very, very young, and they're going to be okay. stacked next year, too. A lot of these, a lot of these teams are going to be very good. That so boys' soccer team that I saw play at State, yeah. are they, is the major- majority of that team coming back? They lost some key players, but they they always seem to rebuild, and mm-hmm. I don't really look too much at who's back and who's not. I just mm-hmm. assume they're going to be good again, because they always are. Um, but White Priest is one of those guys that's moving on from there, though, to SMU. To be fascinating next year with four teams yeah. <laughs> that crack the top 25, half the district, half of 66A. Uh, of course, it's the same <coughs> as this year. I mean, you look at this year's standings, it's those three teams, and you just swap out Carroll for Coppell. Yeah. Carroll actually finished second instead of seventh, so I guess technically it's going to be easier next year. Yeah. It will not be. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising that Allen was, I know we're not talking about Allen, yeah, but yeah. they're only fifth. 
on that list. Like they, I feel yeah, like they had so many state play. They need to <laughs> <laughs> their academics need to step it up. Oh yeah, so that's a look at uh, yeah, just uh, some year interview stuff. So yeah, it's fourteen markets down, and uh, yeah, hey, appreciate y'all for checking. If you've been following along with these year interview podcasts, thanks for checking it all out. As we've you know been uh, kind of looking back on the year that was, and now as we uh, we continue to look ahead to 2018-19, we're we're going to be back on Thursday with another uh, edition of our uh, ongoing summer question series. Um, in the meantime, folks, Brian, Justin, appreciate y'all for tagging along. Uh, this has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media, folks. Y'all enjoy the rest of your week, and we will. Talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.